Yo, welcome to the Hive Hustle, the captivating podcast that delves into the great world of street culture. It's official now, the Hive Hustle podcast about to sit you down, go and fix your crown. This ain't a grain of salt, salt. pick your brain and thoughts, even through a major loss, still remain a ball. I got my bro here with me, man, I've known him for a minute. He actually made, he produced and mixed and mastered, not produced, he mixed and mastered and helped record the intro to the actual podcast. My bro, Deuce. What up, man? What up, man? Welcome. How you feeling? Thank you. I'm feeling good, man. First of all, let me say thank you for having me. I'm humbled and honored to be here. And I'm very proud of you and this podcast. The space looks great. You know what I'm saying? So let's just get that out the way right hey, at the time. Man. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, You've watched me build it since literally like 2018, 2017. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Since I first built Swarm Brand. You mm-hmm. bought one of the first Believe shirts. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And it's been great, man. It's been great. But this ain't about me. Right. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't try to do that. Give me about you a little bit. No. <laughs> Listen. Okay. <laughs> now, Brooklyn, New York to yep. Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Tell us your story, bro. Who's Deuce? Man, such a loaded question. Um, Me, personally, like, um, who is Deuce? (laughs) On what level? level? Professionally, Professionally. entrepreneur, musician, obviously. We Um, know that you're a musician. We know that you're an entrepreneur. So on that level, who are you? uh, Yeah, you know, I'm a... Semi-retired artist. Okay. That's um, mainly working on the production side now as far as, like, mixing, mastering, that level, uh, recording a lot. Um, you know, I got a lot of music out. Yeah. You know, if you go search me, Dregs Deuce, D-R-E-G-Z-D-U-C-E. Okay. On pretty much any, any streaming platform. platform. Okay. And... You know, got a lot of music there, you know, from over the years. Yeah, that's that's pretty much who I am. <laughs> okay. So you do music. Yeah. Born in Brooklyn. Born in Brooklyn. You said you came out here when you were around, like, teenage years. Yeah, I, I moved out here in uh, 1994. And, you know, I'm a child of the hip-hop generation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, growing up in New York during the 80s and the early 90s, where hip-hop pretty much was... The dominant force, right? And also where the East Coast was kind of dominating hip-hop at the time. But then moving out here to the West Coast in about 94, where where the West Coast started to dominate hip-hop really and truly. You know, because they really started like around 92, Mm -hmm. like the Chronic. Yeah. But by 94, it was like full swing. Oh, yeah. You had Doggy Style. You had Doggy Style. You had had, Tupac. You had all that. Right. And it was just there was a shift, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, felt lucky to actually, like, move with that shift. That's crazy to think about. So you yeah. grew up in New York mm-hmm. while hip-hop was, like, literally in the its biggest, prime age. Right. And then you moved to the West Coast right when West Coast was it? damn. Right, you know. And then, you know, after that, subsequently, the South had its time, then the mm-hmm. Midwest, you know what I mean? And then now it's and international. Now it's yeah, exactly. Yeah, motherfucking Koreans rapping and shit. Yeah, they killing it. <laughs> they doing yeah. the damn thing, Hell bro. yeah, they are, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> For real. So, Lost Wages. Mm-hmm. What is it? And how did it get formed? Okay. And give us that. Well, 
Las Vegas, you know, obviously it sounds like Las Vegas. Yeah. And it's, you know, one of the monikers of the city. You know what I mean? Okay. Built all Las Vegas. Yeah, literally. And um, it's a collective that we started around 2001, 2002-ish. Mm-hmm. And uh, me, my boy Epic, my boy Press 7, Bluesy, G Fatigue, a lot of the original founding members. And, you know, we put out a good amount of albums and whatnot. Okay. And, you know, we represent the East Side Las Vegas, and we make hey. the music out here. Let's go. Just putting on for the Bro, city. I was, I, was bo- I was born in Chicago, but I was raised on the East Side of Vegas. Oh, that's what's You know what I'm saying? Like, Crystal Palace. I didn't, was, I didn't know you was born in Chicago. That's great. Yeah, bro. I just came back from Chicago. I know. <laughs> yeah, I was born there, us, uh, St. Anthony Hospital. Okay. And we lived on the South Side, all of that. All right. And that's where my name comes from. I'm saying mafioso. My that family was definitely a part of the mafia when I was younger. That is a little Italy right there too, isn't yep. it? Yeah, sure exactly. is. Exactly. And so, ultimately, you get to like Cicero and all that, whatever the case. You uh, stop that. I look, see what you're trying to do. No, I'm asking. <laughs> I, I, I just <laughs> I'm trying to switch this around, dude. Nah, not at all. I'm just playing. <laughs> nah, um, but yeah, East Side of Vegas is my shit, man. That's I remember what's seeing y'all when I was growing up. That's what's up. I man. moved out here in '92, bro. That's what's up. And I was like. Six years old. Right. So, lost wages. So, you said you had founding members. Now, do you guys have, like, newer members that you put on? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, over the course of time, you know, members came in and, and went. Some of the last members to really be put on. And more so in name than anything, because we're not as active as we used to be. But, like, Ron B. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, he's definitely lost wages. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah. He could rep that. And that's, if you don't know, you know Ron B. is actually the person rapping on the intro. When you say, Hive Hustle, like, that's him. So, old Junior Mafioso, that's my bros. Mm-hmm. And he they, spazzed on that yeah, track. Yeah, he spazzed on that track. He Bad, bro. Like, first of all, like, you know, <laughs> we be joking around, like, don't no one give a fuck about your heart and soul. Like, they just don't. Yeah. But he still put his heart and soul into that one, mm-hmm. regardless. You yeah. know what I'm saying? For real, for real. Yeah, and and it and the great part about it is it's not just a song for the podcast. Like, there's a lot of people that can relate to that. I told it's you, very relatable. It's my new workout song. I was using, I was running a mile with it just on repeat. So Let's it's super go. Motivational. Hell yeah. In, okay. In like every aspect. So now, your influences. Uh, who's some of the biggest musical influences? Obviously, you're a musician. Uh, so within hip hop. And without hip, like outside of hip hop. Wow. Well, let's start with outside of hip hop, um, because growing up in the '80s, as a real, real young child, my influence was probably more non-hip hop first. You know, really? like okay. Michael Jackson. Yeah, obviously. The Barge. Shit Ooh, like that. Barge. Yeah, you know what I mean? In the rhythm of Yeah, the bro. Shit like that. You know what I mean? Was like really my jam. Also, <sighs> like my mom, my whole family's from the Caribbean. Okay. So she would play a lot of Calypso and like soca music in the house, mm. things like that. And uh so those are like my influences. My my favorite artist, kind of cliche, is Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? And he was a humongous influence on me. When it comes to hip hop. I mean, it's like almost too many to name. Like, it's such a gumbo pot of what I was listening to from 3 Six Mafia, 8 Ball MJG to Gangsta Nip or 
Cosmic Slop Shop to Brother Lynch to Brother Lynch um, E40 to Sibo to you know the Alcoholics yeah to DMX Snoop Dogg you know Biggie Nas. Bro, you just named insane rappers and hip hop artists like yeah yeah I mean just that Bone Thugs yeah you know what I mean they don't get a lot they don't get enough credit. Mm, no, they don't. They For built the whole style. I mean, they got songs with Mariah, Easy. In the heart of artistic innovation and urban vibrancy, Swarm Culture stands as a dynamic and captivating brand that serves as both a sanctuary and a launching pad for crump dancing, roller skating, hip-hop, and street culture. Through curated events, workshops, performances, and collaborations, Swarm Brand strives to empower individuals from all walks of life, celebrating diversity and inspiring unity through the shared language of art. Visit us today at swarmeverything.com. E, Tupac, Biggie. Mm-hmm. Their collection they, is definitely They, 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 they got a, cr- a yeah. crazy catalog. So, if okay. you stop and think about so it. So you say Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um, obviously, the barge and, you know, the, the 80s. So we were just talking earlier before we got on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you said R&B influenced you a lot, too. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Obviously, I'm an insane R&B fan. So modern day R and B is something that I kind of like fell out of love with. Okay. Until maybe like my boy Blue and like R Kelly started like getting active, like you know, mm-hmm. before uh, before all that crazy crap. Yeah. And I kind of got back into it. But when I say R and B, like Motown, you yeah. Know? So when I say like Michael Jackson is my favorite artist, I'm talking about from like when he was like with the Jackson Five. Yeah. You know, and everything that he's done, you know, like Motown, Motown for real. Obviously. And like Rick James, the newer okay. Motown, Smokey Robinson mm. is like God to me. You know what I mean? Mm. Um so modern R and B is something that I'm really into now. Like Chris Brown to me is like goat. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this like, day and age for sure. And had that situation didn't happen with like him and Rihanna, I feel like this dude would be like the biggest artist on the planet. Definitely. You know what but I mean? But what artist doesn't have some type of controversy? Let's be honest. <sighs> yeah, but it's like when it happens. You know what I mean? Like if you're able to get off oh, yeah. and, psh, and reach the heights and then a scandal happens is one thing. That's it's what Mike thing, did. Right. Mike got there. Hit, right. Hits you early on, and now you're not able to, to reach yeah. those heights. That's the hardest part. And I feel like that's what happened to Chris. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Cause he was a couple, not even two albums in. Yeah, but like even like Blueface, you know, it's funny because he jokes about it, but he's being dead ass serious. He's like, man, he's like, you picked the wrong chick to, to beat up. He's like, I beat up Christian Rock and don't no one care. He's like, I get, I get away with it. He's like, you hit the wrong one. It's the most fucked up thing to say. To but think it's, about. it's true. But the thing is, it's like, yeah, like you, you hit like America's princess, bro. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's like, literally, literally like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's literally. for real the wrong one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, okay. They're all the wrong ones. That, let's get yeah, that clear. Let's get that clear. <laughs> Don't be going clear. to hit They're girls all, out here, y'all. No one hit anybody. Yeah, just be, be no loving and peaceful. No one hit anyone. Men, please. Don't hit men. Women don't hit women, <laughs> and women don't hit men, and vice versa. Like, and, and all the genders. Exactly. Just don't hit each other. Exactly. <laughs> Let's just stay away from each other. All right. So apart from your music career, you're also known, as, obviously, as a somewhat of an entrepreneur. 
Can you tell us about like some of the projects outside of that? Obviously, I know personally you have a whole studio. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So obviously you built that yourself. Yeah. You know, like it's it's a nice, really nice setup. And in reality, outside of that, like what else do you get involved in? Um, you know, I got my hands in a couple different bags. Um, on the music production side, like right now, I'm actually uh, working on a project with Black Silver and Rusty Jooks, okay. Duck Down Product um, Productions, and um, doing all the engineering and mixing and mastering on that one. Okay. For them. As far as other things I got going on, you know, I dabble in show production. Okay. On the festival side, and I do a lot of work at music festivals. Dope. Doing different things depending on which what show they I'm need, on, yeah. right? So, you know, I just try to keep myself busy yeah. with, with things like that. And then, you know, I'm, I'm a hustler, man. Like, Growing know, up in Vegas, yeah, yeah, we was just talking about that last night at the lab. Growing up in Vegas is you learn how to be a hustler. <laughs> Sorry. One of our assistant producers back there is going a little insane. He's going ham. He's okay, though. So, yeah, I tell people all the time, I'm like, bro, in Vegas, there's so many different ways to make money. Yeah. Like if you're like literally this is this is the it, city where it, you can you can really thrive. It's a lifestyle choice, you know. Um I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs are, you know, I don't I look at myself as an entrepreneur, but like I was telling you, like to me I feel like maybe not on the largest of scales, but you know, I decided a long, long time ago, like I'm not gonna have a regular nine to five per se. I'm gonna and, interrupt you. Yeah. The reason I'm going to interrupt you is because you were one of the first people that made me want to be self-employed. I want you to understand that. I know a lot of people that are self-employed, right. but there's not a lot of people that literally don't know where their next check's coming from right. and still make ends meet. Well, yeah, and that's not an easy thing to do. That's the challenge. And that's my point, that, is like you've said, always had, I, since I've been watching right. you, you've always had your hands in many different pots. Yeah. You've always known how to maneuver and do what you got to do to get around. And like I told you earlier before we started... You inspired a lot of people that you probably don't even know. I appreciate which one that. of those people is me? I appreciate that. So, don't I'm gassing you up, bro. No, I appreciate that. You gonna take I, it? I, I, no, I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, like I was saying, you know, it, it was a decision that I made, and it was like, okay, well, I'm not gonna have a regular nine to five, mm -hmm. so there is no guaranteed check coming. So every day, the mentality is you get up and you're hustling. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's part of that New Yorker. In me, yeah, you know what I, mean? I like feel hustle, you. Hustle, yeah. hustle, 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 hustle. And even when, like, I got something scheduled here and I got something scheduled there and I got a couple of days off in between, that I'm not necessarily pressed to have to go work. I still get up and go and to work. Go work because and, and figure something out. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it's not guaranteed. Mm -hmm. but, and um, it's better to work more than less. Right. But it affords me the flexibility that I want, the life, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. in my life. Bro, it's, it's, been a, it's been a game changer for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, being self-employed and doing what you need to do when you need to do it mm -hmm. and not being locked down yeah. has literally given me the freedom to be in my kids' lives more. Exactly. And that's one thing that I learned from you, just to be honest. Like, when we first started talking about this Swarm Branch stuff and, like, how I wanted to build it and how I wanted to grow it, like, you that's what you were speaking to me about. I wasn't yeah. even married or had kids yet. Yeah. You're speaking to me about how the fact of 
being self-employed gives you the ability to be with your family. Go yeah. pick up your kids if you need to. Yeah, absolutely. Go, your, your son is messed up in school. He, he scraped his knee. Okay, absolutely. go pick him up. We can go do what we got to do. Because I'm good. I did what I needed to do every it, other day. It's funny you say that because that's probably one of the major reasons why my lifestyle Changed. did formed into this. Yeah. Because when I did have my daughter, I, I worked at nights. Like I changed. I used to have a nine to five. But I started working nights, mm-hmm. so that way I could still be a stay-at-home dad mm-hmm. during the day. And um, my schedule was always crazy. But you know, anyone with kids know, like to to actually be able to drop them off and pick them up is a stupid schedule. Like no one, like there's no job that you can have that allows you that time mm-hmm. because they want the kids there like seven. And they and they want to be picked up at like three fifteen or whatever the case. Like in most jobs, you're working right, at that to both gonna, of those times. Exactly, or one or the other. Like mm-hmm. it's it's very difficult. So like to be a stay at home parent is 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 dope for people who are able to do it. Or if you have assistance, you know yep. they say it takes a village. You have nannies, yeah, grandparents, whoever. Same can, here, yeah. Can, and that's and that's another in. thing. You know, we rely on our our parents a lot. You know, when we want to go out as a me and my wife, yeah. we rely on them a lot. You know, and, you should, and, and they're and they're available, and that's the great part about it. Yeah, you should take full advantage of that. Oh, we do. Much advantage we do. of that as we possible, <laughs> for real. Best belief. Oh uh, yeah. Now, this is the last question. Okay. Okay. Like I tell you, I don't want to. I'm not trying to make the two hour, three hour podcast. Damn. Like I want to get to know you, right. let people know who you are, and from there, we have a little fun, drink a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Ooh, that was nice. <laughs> oh, that was a Got lot. me looking like a lightweight. Ooh. I told you, I drink socially, bro. <laughs> me too. And we get it in. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, so, you're a father. Yeah. You're a, you rap. You write music. Yeah. You produce. You engineer. Mm-hmm. You have other projects you do. Mm-hmm. What are some of the personal struggles that you've dealt with being a father and trying to balance everything? Wow. Because obviously, that's another thing I like to get into is people and their, and what, what they did to get past that hump. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you know, prioritize. You know, people mm. put their energy into the things that they want to. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. There's no secret to that. You do what moves you mm-hmm. and makes you tick. So if you are a genuine, dedicated parent, you make your children your priority. Mm-hmm. And everything else then figures out how that fits in Damn. and not the other way around. Hey, that's some bars. So, you know, that's always been my approach. Okay. Priority. Yeah. Definitely. Hey, man. I'm appreciative of you. Okay, hold up. Before we're done, I do have some questions for you, though. Oh, come I on. Nah, Here nah. he goes, y'all. No, nah, because I think some people want to know a little bit about you. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> he did it. He did it. Nah, for real. So, <laughs> a couple, I've always wanted to know personally what got you into dancing? Like, what sparked that in you? Like, okay. who was your inspiration? Um, the last, the first time I remember like me dancing mm-hmm. was 
like I was like six years old, and I seen Mike. I'm telling you. First thing I seen. Then it didn't click mm-hmm. until I was like a, a middle schooler. Right. When I was a middle schooler, I met the homie Akeem and the homie Dominique. And they knew how to like wave. They knew how to like hit and like a couple other things. Right. And so I learned that. And then to be totally frank with you, man, what really pushed it was roller skating. When I went to the skating rink for the first time, it changed my life. Um, I was an aggressive rollerblader. Like, I knew how to grind. I knew how to go down pipes. Like, um, Like Desert Breeze Skate Park was the spot. I was there all the time. Nice. In, like, 11, 12, 13 years old. And just... When I stepped into the skating rink, I couldn't go to the skate park one night. My mom was like, you need to go somewhere. I'm like, well, I don't have no money. Okay, well, here's $10. Go to the damn skating rink. It's 6 bucks to get in. You got $4 to eat. Do what you got to do. Right. I'm like, okay. That's back when 4 bucks. It's literally $10 yeah. could go a long way yeah, in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so ultimately, I stepped in. There was two dudes in there. One of them was named LeVar. One of them was named Mecca. And they were insane roller skaters. LeVar was on four wheels. Mecca was on rollerblades. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. And that changed it. Two years later, I'm 17 years. I'm like uh, three or four years later, I'm like 17. And LeVar's got me on Ellen. And I'm 17 years old. We get flown to Bakersfield, wow, go into the studio. At Swarm Branding, we're not just a digital marketing agency. We're your key to online success. Let's take a closer look at the services that can transform your brand. Graphic design, web design, search engine optimization, print media, social media services, and content marketing services. Swarm Branding is your full-service digital marketing powerhouse committed to making your brand a digital sensation. Don't wait. Visit us today at swarmeverything.com. Roller skated on Ellen. I have a VHS tape of it. That's dope. First time ever performing. And then it literally was, there was no turning back. So, but that was with the skating. Oh, but I was dancing on skates. So, and then when, okay, (laughs) I moved up to the south side of Vegas after my high school years and I found Crump. So, we were talking about this earlier. Mm -hmm. And I was saying it facetiously, but this is true though. Here he goes. This man right here, we're announcing it now, is the godfather of Scrump. <laughs> He's totally joking. But I'm not. What, what is, uh, it's what everybody's been wanting me to do. They want me to roller skate and crump at the same time. <laughs> Yo. We're going to figure it out, man. All right, but look, if anyone steals that idea, you see, we we, we, we put it on wax. <laughs> first, because <laughs> people be trying to jump on the way hey, after. Him. You know what I mean? But drip drop, it came here first, right? Literally. <laughs> so, okay. Okay, so another question. What goals would you like to accomplish with the Hive Hustle podcast? Just get consistent content on my YouTube channel, to be totally frank with you. Okay. Um, I've had the YouTube channel for like 10 years, and I've been really motivated by a couple people that I'm following that have YouTube channels, and I watch podcasts. Like, I don't watch TV. I watch podcasts. I watch people having conversations and something that can benefit me, whether that be a Christian podcast, 
that's uplifting, whether that be the R&B Money podcast with Tank and Jay Valentine, whether that be the Need to Know podcast, because I follow a specific artist on that show. Like, podcasts are great, and I want to shed light on Vegas artists, street culture, because street culture changed my life. Like, literally, like, roller skating, street culture. Mm -hmm. I'm not not even joking. Made by black people. Like, the roller skating I do was made by African Americans. Yeah. Crump, African-Americans. Popping, African-Americans. Everything I do... You're not African-American? No, I'm definitely not. <laughs> but the point... Of, I can't I'm learning you. so many new things about you. I can't This is you. crazy. But the point I'm making, bro, it's not my culture, but it shaped my life. Well, it is your culture. Yes. Because culture is not defined by... Race, color, right? I understand exactly. that, so, but I didn't be, like my, we're all the hip hop culture, yes. Like, that's a that's and, and the hip hop culture is not a black culture, yeah, it's actually very diverse. It's what makes it the, the hip hop culture, yeah. right? That's one of the things I get that you. Makes, makes it that I get you. So, and I, I, I just want to highlight anything I can highlight in that culture because it shaped me hip hop, crump, roller skating. Um, even going further as like some of the pastor figures in my life, you get what I'm saying? Like if I can interview them, eventually I will. So ultimately it's just a matter of, I, I want to shed light on people that inspire me. And if I can do that in a YouTube fashion and create great content for people to see and people to watch and people to get inspired by, that's all that matters. That's dope. All right, final question. Oh, I hear you. Final, go. final question. I hate him. Hmm. How has being a husband and a father oh, God. challenged you and changed you for the better? Well, I was a husband before, but, and I've always known how to be in a relationship. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I was a relationship guy in high school. Like, I dated one chick for probably like two or three years. You know, I've always been a relationship person. But one thing I never was was a father. And shout out to my wife because she's holding another baby right now. You know what I'm saying? And and that changed my life, life drastically. And being a husband this time around changed me because my wife had a son when I met her. So when I'm going into the relationship, I'm thinking, I'm immediately thinking about other people. As when I married my first wife and I was so young when I started dating her, I was very selfish. So like this just experience was totally different. And then nobody really knows this, but I I didn't know I could have kids. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like not thinking, going all this time, not th- like thinking like I can't have kids mm-hmm. and then it happening. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. And then Jace was like, I didn't have to take medicine to have Jace. So now I'm like, okay, God, you're doing something here. Obviously, I'm on the right track. So let me keep going. And that's what drives me. Like, I tell people all the time, I'm like, single people with no kids sometimes piss me off. Because I pissed myself off. I see how motivated I am as a human now that I have children and I have mouths to feed. It's a whole different world. How many kids do you plan on having? Oh, this is the last one. She's getting... Oh, okay. 
or I'm getting right. one of them. <laughs> or the both of us. Like, just to make fuck, sure. Just I'm to the, make sure. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, YouTube. Yeah, uh, you, you can't be cussing on YouTube no more. Right. I mean, you know. <laughs> but uh, the point is, like, I'm I'm done. Yeah. I got my boy. I got my girl. And I got my bonus kid. Yeah. Like, Landon is my <laughs> brother. Kid, right? Like, I love Landon yeah, to death. Yeah. It's my little bros. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I have what I have. And I have what I need. And... I just need to keep going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I'm proud of you. I, hey, I see man, what you're I out here doing, it. man. I see what you're trying to build for you and your family, bro. Yeah. Just stay on that course, I'm, man. I'm really trying to do something totally different because I didn't grow up with this. Right. I, told, I told everybody on Lamont's episode. I said, bruh, my mom literally told me, you need to go to college. Right. And I don't even... I have a GED. Right. I never went to college. But... My life experiences and hip hop culture and street culture right. helped me become who I am today. Who gave you that work ethic that you have? My mom. Your mom. Literally, like I, my mom, bro. My mom's sixty-two, and she helped me come tear up this carpet. That's what's up. She's sixty-two. When she had her gastric bypass surgery, it changed her, yeah. and now she's able to work. Now she's able to do what she loves. She's able to help. Like, she throws Ari around. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, man. That's phenomenal. So, we're not asking no more questions. Shout out no. to moms. Shout out to moms for Shout helping me moms. pull up the be, carpet be the in this mother. Dang. Today, for sure. <laughs> but, yes. Hey, this has been another episode of the Hive Hustle podcast featuring my bros, Deuce. I appreciate y'all. Y'all mean the world to me. Subscribe, notify, all of that. Do what you got to do. And have a good one. It's official now, the Hive Hustle Podcast about to sit you down, go and fix your crown. This ain't a grain of salt, pick your brain and thoughts, even through a major loss, I'm still remaining.